What's poppin' guys? I'm Spencer. And I'm Alexander. And this is the Devil's Rays Podcast. Our goal is to give the highest quality baseball content you'll see on the internet. The day's April 29th, and it's beautiful. And I mean beautiful day outside. The sun is shining, wind's going through your hair. And whether you're listening to this on, you know, wired headphones. Or even your AirPods or your Bluetooth. Yeah, laptop, phone, tablet, anything you're listening on, we'd like to thank you for supporting us during this time. Make sure you guys go follow our Instagram at Delos underscore Rays underscore podcast. Go like it up, comment. If you have any ideas, you can DM us if you want to be on it. You can DM us. Of course. Make sure you guys are staying healthy, six feet apart, washing your hands. Take vitamin C, zinc, all that good stuff. Let's start off with today's news. Our first piece. So I know we originally talked about, I don't remember what exactly episode. It's talking about the MLB being in different divisions. Now we mentioned they made them play in Arizona and just Florida starting in early as May. Now, I'm not saying that plan has been scraped. Yeah. But there's been a new plan that's been put, not put in place, but it's been circulating as of yesterday. From Bleacher Report, it announced that MLB could realign to three different divisions in 2020. Now, they're saying that this could start in either late June or early July. Mm. This would mean that each team would have around 100 games to play. And if you do you know, quick maths with the professors from Dallas Rays Podcast, 3 times 10 is 30. You're going to have three divisions of 10 people in each. Now, I looked at it quickly, and it looks like they're trying to combine the closest leagues. So as far as, I think it's, I want to say it's East, Central, and West, or East, North, and West. But as far as the East Division, it's mostly comprised of the AL and NL East teams. Yeah. But I know they did bring in the Pirates, which was a little bit surprising to me. So I don't know what team they switched over to Central, because usually they're in the NL Central. Yeah. But it's more than likely you're going to be seeing the same teams you would see during the regular season. So it, it, it won't be affected too much in but the regular schedule. It'll be affected a little bit. Just a little bit. So the, athle- the Athletic, not the team, the Athletic for the magazine and the news article or a newspaper, uh, Ken Rosenthal quoted... The league could open in 10 to 12 states, or in as many as 20 home parks, sources say, or it could start in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, then take a break after, say, five weeks to reassess the viability move in other locations. Even states hit the hardest by the virus, New York, Michigan, California, might welcome the return of baseball in empty parks, citing it as an example of life returning to normal, end quote. So I'm really excited about this. I like this idea a lot more than the spring training idea. Yeah, definitely. You're going to be seeing the same teams you've been playing. You're going to see the teams that you may not play as much, but they're still going to be in the AL East or the NL East. Yeah. Same thing. Um, yeah. Definitely. I'm excited for baseball. Even if it means I have to wait till June or July for it, as long as it can start. And they're, they're saying it's all proposition. If they do it this way without fans, that towards the end of the season, and including the postseason, fans might be allowed to be in the stadium. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely excited I'm down for, for this idea. News, yeah. I hope it goes through. I really do. And um, heading on to our next news article, I'm going to talk about Yasiel Puig. As you've seen, Spencer okay. said he was his comeback player of the year once he gets mm-hmm. signed. There's a rumor that unconfirmed sources on Twitter stating the Giants are trying to close in on Yasiel Puig. Oh, okay. And um, they're looking for a one-year option, they're thinking. And um, it would be really good for the San Francisco. Because, it would definitely be good for the Giants. Yeah. They, they need that extra bat, especially in the outfield. Uh-huh. They don't have a DH position, but they need someone who's strong to help support Mike Yaz. And then he's also a really good outfielder, too. So Yeah, he's good defensively. He's got Hunter a better Pence bat. Back too. Mm-hmm. So the team's shaping up pretty nice if they get uh, Yasiel Puig, which is someone they very... He would definitely like. help both Puig and the Giants. Yes. I know the, Mar- the Marlins were officially looking at him a while ago. Yeah. The fact that the Giants now want to compete with them, while the transactions are on hold... 
we'll see what happens with the team he goes to. Yeah, definitely exciting. Now we have our last piece of news here. Now, we briefly touched on the fact that the Houston Astros were caught during their scandal. Yeah. Another team that was affected by that was the Boston Red Sox. Okay, so Alex Cora was now a manager on the Red Sox in 2018 and 2019. Yeah. Helped win the World Championship in 2018. And as of, I want to say last week, MLB finally gave them... Or gave the whole world basically what the punishment was going to be for the Red Sox. They were saying they were waiting till a certain time. They already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They wanted to give give a little bit of time with all the coronavirus happening. So here's here's what we have: the Red Sox lose a 2020 second round draft pick. Their former manager Alex Cora has already been suspended through 2020, and they said that since he's part of the Astros, they don't want to punish him again for the Red Sox. I personally, I don't think I agree with that. If you mess up twice, you should yeah. get punished for both times. Yes. Now again, definitely. You're going to notice as I'm going through these punishments and the different players, you're going to see that, well, not players, but different people in the organization, that this wasn't as bad as the Astros. They didn't win a world championship during this time. Mm-hmm. But he should still be punished for doing it during the regular season. Because he could have yeah. took wins away from other teams that could have possibly made it higher up. The Yankees have been screwed. <laughs> nah, nah, let's, let's not point out specific teams, but let's just say in general, other teams could have been altered by yeah. them doing this. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on with that. We have the Red Sox video replay system operator, JT Watkins. For those who don't know, it's his job is basically that. He sits in the replay room and he's an operator. <laughs> That's what he did. He was a main part of this scandal, as our as the information says. He's been suspended through the 2020 postseason. And he is not allowed to be on the Boston Red Sox 2021 operator team. So he basically can't work for the Red Sox of 2022, but he can work for another team starting next season. That's what, that's what I got out of that. Um, the investigation, they they, noted, they interviewed 65 different witnesses who are either former or current Red Sox players. Again, I agree with punishing them to a certain degree because of what has happened. Um, I think it's kind of fair compared to what the Astros was. But definitely, if you guys want to talk more about that, reach out to us. Get us on Instagram. Yeah. And definitely, that, that I really would want to talk to people about that. Yeah, let's get a conversation started. Now, you guys, you know what that sound means. Yes. That means it's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. All right, Spencer, there's obviously been crazy trades, right? Yes. So, this trade, I think, might be the craziest. All right. Now, have you ever heard someone being traded for a five-star dinner? No. Well, <laughs> Only for in players. late August 1994, MLB was just over the strike... And the Minnesota Twins were trying to trade Dave Winfield, who was an outfielder and a yeah, designated hitter. I remember him, yeah. Okay. And um, two weeks after the trade, the season was canceled. And they didn't have... They, they said they were going to trade for other players. Also, players to be named later. Yeah, players okay. to be named later. But there's no season, so the transactions are on hold. So... Similar to now. They... The executives of the Twins uh, went with the... Went to a dinner okay. with the Indians. With yeah. the, like executives, uh-huh. and the twins picked up the bill, and they said, "Hey, that's our part." So he got oh. paid. So they paid oh. a steak, five star dinner, for Dave Winfield. Wow. I mean, I don't know if that's like, are you making the steak dinner that good, or are you bringing down Dave Winfield, 
Or is it a little I, bit of I both? I honestly don't know. Because Dave Winfield's good, but Steak is also good too. But not as good as a baseball player, I would I would think. So he's the only player to be huh. traded for a five-star man. That, that's a great fun fact. I like that. I like that. Right. That's pretty cool. I would not expect that at all. All right. Let's get down to the brass tacks and the nitty-gritty of today's episode. So, Alexander and I are going to be talking about stadiums we visited, not ranking them. We're going to have experiences, maybe the food, or different players we've seen, autographs of Major League, Minor League, Independent Minor League stadiums. We're also going to be on the phone with Will, not to be confused with um, a person we had on from Episode 2. We're going to be talking with the Brooklyn Cyclones and New York Yankees with him. Yeah. We're moving on to Parker and Abe, who will mention the Miami Marlins, Tampa Bay Rays, and a spring training game in Jupiter, Florida. After that will be Devin, who will speak with us about the Lakewood Blue Claws and a little bit about the New York Yankees. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, we'll have, from episode two, we talked about moments in baseball. Will. Uh, we talk about the New York Mets, Yankees, minor league stadiums just in general. Yeah. Definitely exciting. Stay tuned for we that. We have a great lineup set up. We hope you stay tuned and we're ready to go. Well, right. Without further ado, let's start with the first park. So we got the Atlanta Braves. Oh, what a beautiful stadium. After 2016, Turner Field turned into SunTrust Park, which is in 2017. Brand new stadium. It was beautiful. We went in 2018. But I found out just recently when I was doing research, they actually got bought out, SunTrust Bank, by Truist Park. So now it's called Truist Park uh, for the upcoming season. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a great game. Um, it was Kevin Gosman against Peralta, Freddie Peralta. The, the Hall of Fame garden we visited in center field was it was, it was amazing to see. I mean, I'm a Mets fan. It's a beautiful sight. So it, it kind of sucked to see that they were so good for so long. But the fact that they changed their names, they were Milwaukee, they were the Atlanta Braves. They, they kept changing their outform, their, their um, excuse me, their uniforms, their logos. Everything kept changing. They showed that through all the players, the, all the Silver Slugger awards that they got, Gold Gloves, World yeah. Series title, everything that they have, they put it in the Hall of Fame garden. It was, yeah, it was, it was definitely nice. beautiful to see. People for an organization to show off yeah. all their success. We actually got the sat near. We sat near Christian Yellick in left field. Yeah, that was awesome because I've always wanted to see him to see you know if he looks like yeah. the comedian. What's his name? I don't know exactly. Oh my god, he's from SNL. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Yeah, yes. they, they're lookalikes. They definitely lookalikes. It was a beautiful park, but it's one of the most electrifying atmospheres I've been a part of a baseball stadium. Yeah. Because, Definitely you know, nice. they had the tribe chant. The bah, 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 bah. Yeah, it was really nice. Bah, and then everyone was like, bah, 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 chop on. It was yeah, really the fun. Chop, I still have my uh, little foam finger of the, 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 the tomahawk. The, yeah. the chop on tomahawk. I loved it. The atmosphere. You know, even being a Mets fan, I was able to appreciate their success. Yeah, definitely. All right, now I'm going to head on to the Cubs. So, they Wrigley Field, obviously, a really well-known, the second oldest in MLB. 1914. Yes, I believe, 1914. Right? They, the stadium was made. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother actually was in college, and we he came up, and to, he he went to college in Florida. He came up to Chicago, and mm-hmm. we went to Chicago too. And um, we went there. We weren't able to catch a game. There wasn't any. We were there games. for our cousin's wedding. Yeah, actually, yeah. actually for our cousin's wedding, and we weren't able to catch any games because there weren't any Chicago Cubs games. And we no, weren't, they weren't at home. They were all away. Yeah, so. We were able to actually get a tour. That was awesome. It was dude. a beautiful, oh. beautiful. We went on the feet. We went in the dugout yeah. and we went. Got to oh. see the grass. We went in the press box. Yes. They told us stories about the bleacher creatures, similar to the Seven Line Army, if you know about the Mets. Yeah, definitely. They, they're in the um, left field. They have their mm-hmm. literally bleacher creatures. So they have their own bleachers to sit on. They're not regular chairs. And it, it was great because while we were walking around the stadium, 
I saw something and I asked the tour guide. I was like, wait, why is there um why why is there seats on those other buildings? Yes. That and is something. He was, he was saying to mm-hmm. me that there people can go there and mm-hmm. sit on those other buildings and watch the game from other buildings. Yeah, those are other office buildings, to my understanding. Yeah. That they'll actually you, you pay them and you could sit on those they have bleacher seats, some of them, but some of them also have yeah. regular seats. But they, they build them high enough where you can see it's almost like a level six yeah. of if it was part of Wrigley Field. Now, if you're just looking at a picture of Wrigley Field, you would not know off uh-huh. first glance that those are from buildings. That's how cool it is. Like, it looks like a blend yeah, it's, in. It's really and the cool. Cubs are fine with it, too, because it brings in more fans. They've always, uh-huh. They never had, really had a problem with not having enough fans. Like, they're yeah. a very loyal fan base. And my favorite thing about that is whenever they win, they put up the W flag and, yes. they, and it blows in the wind. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it was the Chicago great... dogs were good, dude. Yeah. They well, were really, we had, really good. We had some great food right outside of, of the park. And uh, yeah, it was a, definitely a great a great field. And I definitely want to go see a game there. I definitely would love to see a game. Yeah. But let's move on to the next one. I got Detroit Tigers. Comerica Park. It was built in 2000. We visited uh, my, my brother. Not my brother. Uh, my dad, myself, we were going for our cousin's graduation at an art school there in uh, Pontiac. In 2013, we went to a game against the White Sox, and it, it was it was actually pretty cool because that's when they still had Max Scherzer, they still had Justin Verlander. Uh-huh. They they had a pretty decent team. It wasn't amazing, but they needed a couple more pieces to keep on moving on. Uh, what I, from what I remember about the stadium, it was they. I don't want to say they tried to copy Wrigley Field with the grass and the outfield. But they had their the own. Ivy, yeah. They had their they had their own kind of thing going on over there. Um, it's definitely an old stadium. I'll give you that. It's it feels like an old stadium. Like the Cubs, they keep renovating it, so it doesn't yeah. feel as old, but it still has nostalgic value. Yeah, yeah. Comerica Park felt old. Like the seats, they were kind of. I they could have changed since now. I mean, it's been what seven years, but for what I remember, it was kind of like minor league baseball seats. Yeah. But the food was good. I'll yeah, say the you, food, it was cheap and it was good. You always tell me about that. The best chicken tenders, or I call them chicken tendies, at any Major League Baseball stadium I've been to. If you want to prove me wrong, direct me to a baseball stadium, I will gladly go there and try the chicken tendies. But these are the best season, and they're only $5 for four of them. Usually they charge you like 10 and they're like, oh, you know, a couple extra dollars for french fries. And it's like, $15 for yeah. four chicken tenders and french Like, come on. But... They had a carousel, too. I don't know if they still have that, but that was a cool experience. Yeah, I would definitely want to go there. That sounds like all the food and stuff. Yes. But I'm going to head to Citizens Bank Park, the Phillies. Uh, they had a really nice stadium. They have the nice neon bell in center field. Yeah. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Whenever it, it starts ringing and stuff, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And um, Philly is just a great... It's a great... Uh, I don't know how to say it. It kind of feel. The, the, the fans definitely they root for their team a lot I believe Philly's also the sports city that has all four yeah sports right next to each other so the uh-huh. Eagles Flyers the uh, well, Sixers well it'll be three because yeah. Wells Fargo Center is for the 76ers and the Flyers yeah. they have financial Lincoln Financial Field I want to say for the Eagles and then it's Bank Park for the Phillies yeah it's all it's all right. right in that same block so yeah. it's so quick to bounce the games you know <laughs> I wish cool. I wish yeah but yeah it's definitely a great field I remember going there with our cousins and uh, we went there on Jackie Robinson Day, which was a great. It was a great time. Yeah, we got, got a, a whole poster and we got stuff. Got a poster. It was really nice, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a great field overall. Really, fans are dedicated to their team. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're dedicated. <laughs> Move on to the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. Now we've been to a couple games there. Mm-hmm. Camden Yards was built in 1992. A lot of famous players have come out of that team and yeah. played on that field, not just from the Orioles. Now I remember the one times you went, 
one of the times we went, that there was a museum dedicated to Maryland and DC sports. Yeah. We were able to go in there, try on the gear. But the second game we went to, which was in 2018, the museum didn't have the money to keep moving on. They had yeah. to actually move to another place within Maryland yeah. to keep promoting themselves. But nonetheless, we, it, they, have, they also have some great barbecue. I'm not a fan of seafood. What my dad said and my uncle, they're like, oh, this is amazing. It's the best seafood yeah, I've had. Anyway, I, I had some great fried yeah. calamari right there. It, it's great. The crab cakes, I've heard, they smell good. I just, I don't like seafood as much as others. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know, the first game we went to was actually pretty cool because, you know, I'm a Mets fan, right? We're going and we're getting signatures from all these people because our, our friends, family friends we went with, they're like, hey, yeah, go on this side. They're more family friendly than the, the North. Yeah. Um, the Orioles fans, I mean, Orioles team, the other team. So the other time it was actually Tigers at Orioles. Yeah. Both players were going right through that entrance, and they were signing everybody's stuff. They didn't care. Uh-huh. As long as you have a backpack and look, you were trying to sell their autographs, they would give us stuff. Like, we got Jim Palmer, who's yeah. now an analyst for the Orioles. I hope he still is. I got his signature. Matt Weeders, and he was a catcher. Yeah. Caleb Joseph, and he was the backup catcher. Um, Jonathan Scope. Yeah, a lot of players. A lot of players. We, we saw Miggy Cabrera. We couldn't get a signature. Yeah. He kept walking. He wouldn't sign anybody's stuff. I mean, he's a big star, so I guess I get it, but... He walked away. We almost got Adam Jones as well. Um, but Yuana Cespedes was on the starting lineup for that team. Yeah, this is a crazy story. And I looked at the scoreboard. I was like, whoa, Cespedes isn't there? Like, I was so excited to see him because I've seen him play with the Red Sox and Athletics. And it, it, he's always an yeah, explosive outfielder. He had the, one of the best cannons in the game. And home run derby. Yeah, exactly. And then we look at the lineup. He's not there. I'm like, oh, man, he must have got injured or something on that moped because there were all these mopeds back then. And... And it got announced, like, during the game, it was about to start. You know, like, the first hit, he's like, Duetta Cespedes has just been traded to the New York Mets. And we're like, what? <laughs> I started freaking out. I was like, no way, this is real. Like, look up on Instagram. I was like, he was traded, the Mets traded away, Michael Fulmer and Luis Sessa. So, Michael Fulmer's still on the team now. Luis Sessa's on the Yankees. But I was so excited to be part of that experience. Yeah. Now, the definitely. second game, we went there. Um, it was, our cousin was on the team. Mm-hmm. He was playing, he actually started the game against CC Sabathia. Yeah. That was awesome to see. We got to sit behind he struck the... struck out Aaron Judge. Yeah, we got to we, sit behind the, yeah. the, the home plate. And he, played really with nice. him, he played with him in the Arizona League. We got to be with our family. We supported him. Mm-hmm. And he also... It was funny because I met one of my friends there as well. Like, coincidentally, he happened to be there. We brought him with us. And our cousin was able to bring us down to the locker room. Yeah. We got to meet him there. And we saw some players that passed by. Yeah. Another great experience at Camden Yards. Definitely. Nothing ever has gone wrong we've been there so far. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to head to the Nationals. They have a great stadium. We, I went there with my family. It was the my brother and my, my parents and I. Yeah. And we went to a good stadium. And it, it was really nice. But sadly, in the fifth inning, the lights turned off. They didn't turn off fully, but like most of the lights went off. Yeah. And it was there a was little a, crazy. It was like an hour delay. Yeah, it was an hour delay. And then they ended up canceling the seats. And since... We didn't live in Washington. We couldn't. We couldn't go to a different. We game. couldn't go to a different game, even yeah. though they gave us a refund. It was a good experience, but it was definitely a good re- experience. We saw but, like some of the guys, like Bryce Harper. Yeah. we saw them. The only thing I would say with other stadiums, it, like other stadiums have other things to entice you besides the actual game. This yeah. one really didn't. Yeah, there wasn't was just, anything special about it. It was just like, oh, we're in DC, might as well catch a Nationals game. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. But it, it, it was, was still a good a great experience, game. nonetheless. We're gonna move to our favorite teams now. All right. I'm a Mets fan. Let's talk about City Field. I've gone to many games. Um, some of them I don't have them recorded down. But my very first game, I'll give you a little blip it. Uh, we went with our cousins. They brought us for a free game because they were part of 
or his uncle's business was given free promotion tickets. We went to a yeah. game in 2011. That's back when you know, like Carlos Beltran, Dylan G, R.A. Dickey, you know, all the old Mets players. It was awesome. My first time seeing the home run Apple go up. Definitely experience that I'll yeah. never forget. Uh, like I've said, I've been to many games. Just a couple highlights. I've seen Zach Wheeler pitch there. Haven't seen Norris Singer pitch, but I've got pictures with him. Jacob DeGrom. I got an autograph with Curtis Granderson. I've seen Daniel Murphy before he left the team. And I got to see one of my favorite Mets players pitch. Big Sexy. Bartolo Colon. What a god. I love them. And then I've been to, like I said, Mets games are fun for me. I've seen Dwight Gooden got signatures from him. It's It gets better for me every time. I I love the food there. It, it's awesome. They yeah. have restaurant food, uh-huh. so it's, it's less expensive because it's their prices. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I've never had a dull moment at City Field. Yeah, I haven't really been there. I haven't been there uh, like recently to yeah. remember it. Mm-hmm. But what's your story is definitely I, I want to go there. So let's head to the Yankees, you know, my favorite team. <laughs> uh, Yankee Stadium, also known as the roo- the roof that Ruth built, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, they have, like, the, the big, huge museum in center field, which is really nice. All the flags around the, the top of the stadium mm-hmm. are also beautiful. I've had good experiences there. Um, they had some good food. Some pretty good food. It's like average. A little on the more expensive side because it is in New York. Mm -hmm. But everyone's like always cheering for the Yankees. Everyone's diehard Yankees fans. And I love, every time I go, I get a new piece of gear to come bring back home with me. Whether it's a hat or a mini bat, it's really, it's really a good thing. And uh, just kind of love the atmosphere, you know. Let's move to the minor leagues now. We're going to go to AAA, Norfolk Tides, affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles. They they call Harbor Park their home. Built in 1993, we went in August of 2018. Uh, again, got to see our cousin pitch. Yeah. I, I don't think he was starting the game. He was in the bullpen. Yeah, he was in the bullpen. I'm not sure if he pitched, but honestly, like it's one of my favorite color schemes out of all teams. Yeah. Like green and orange. Who would expect that? No one. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like anybody out there, you can comment, say anything you want to me, but like. I don't think there's many, that many other teams that have that color scheme. I, I, I don't appreciate think the there's jerseys. any other team. They got the little seahorse. Yeah. Now, Norfolk Tides used to be a Mets franchise, and they used to have just the blue, like the the Tide, which was just a T that had waves on it. But now that they got, you know, identity behind it, they got a yeah. seahorse. It's pretty cool. And they have their, the mascot Triton. Yeah. Um, the great food and drinks. One of the biggest souvenir cups I've ever had. I definitely it's still huge. use that. Huge. But um, that, that's my that's our experience, experience at Norfolk Tides. Yeah. Now I'm going to head to Somerset Patriots, which is um, an independent league team. We, They're we, part of the Atlantic League. Yeah, part of the Atlantic League. Mm-hmm. We've been there a lot. It's oh, really family-friendly. Yes. It's good for, like, little kids. There's, like, a mini golf area, and it's really fun and just really nice for everyone, your whole family. They have good food. Very family-friendly. Yeah. All They're the very mascots. successful, too. They're one of the yeah. most successful independent leagues in the country, not just the East. Yeah, their promo team always promoting stuff. I want to say that they've won seven or nine World, um, not World Series, <laughs> um, championship titles in the Atlanta League. And one of their mascots, Sparky, is actually made to look like a wolf, but has the same mustache and facial features of As their manager, Sparky, Sparky Lyle, Lyle, longtime pitcher of New York Yankees. That's yeah. the fact right so there. So it's really, it's really cool. Let's move to double-A. Trent Thunder, double-A affiliate of the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call Armand Hammer Park their home. Built in 1994. Now, I, know, I like their jerseys, too. They keep changing. Their mm-hmm. uniforms, I appreciate that. We've been to their games many times. Yeah. We've seen them play the Bowie Bay Sox when mm-hmm. our cousin played them. We've also seen the Akron Arrows, though, before it became the Akron um, Rubber Ducks. Yes. 
Um, like I said, we're going to the Young. We've gotten the Cloud Man figurine, Foam Fingers, yeah. Austin Roman bobblehead. We also got a Deline Badantes bobblehead yeah. and many bon- bon- many Bonuelos yeah. bobblehead from that team. It's a mouthful. But yeah, let's head to Frederick. We also went there again to see our cousin pitch because we were really dedicated to him. But it was a, it was a great stadium and it was a single A stadium and it was really nice. A single A full season. Single A full season. My fault. In Frederick Keys, it was a beautiful atmosphere. Everyone was kind of happy and stuff. And for every single hit, they're cheering. They're, they people knew them by their names. It That's the thing. Minor league stadiums. I almost feel like the fans are more dedicated because. Yeah. They know the players. They want the players to do well so they can make it to their major league team. Uh-huh. That's like that's a little bit of a difference. Major like, league, there's more heckling. It's like, oh, why are you doing that? Well, the minor league, it's like, hey, man, I want you to be really good, so I'm going to cheer for you. Yeah, like, we were sitting right behind this guy, and he was, like, cheering. Like, he was like, hey, and he was calling their names out. It was really <laughs> yeah. cool. It was really, it was really Let's fun. move on to the Aberdeen Ironbirds, short season ball team of the Baltimore Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles is kind of a pattern here. And yeah. It is because of, you know who? Jimmy Akabonis. <laughs> um... <laughs> They call Ripken Stadium their home since 2002. Now, why it's called Ripken Stadium is after Kyle Ripken Jr., also known as Iron Man, is why they're called the Iron Birds. Because that's what they named the team after his nickname. He bought them out. He actually has his own little version of, not little, but almost like a Babe Ruth League or um, Little League in general, Little mm-hmm. League World Series. He has Ripken Baseball. It's right next to there. They have little miniature fields. Yeah. Like Yankee Stadium, Boston, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um... We've gone to their first ever playoff game, uh-huh. which is really cool. Uh, they started in um, very early 2000s, and then they finally made it to the postseason when our cousin was on there. It was awesome. He, he's played with the likes of uh, Connor Bierfeld, who played... Yeah, um, and I remember he gave me actually yeah, a bat. He got a broken bat. Yeah, I got a bat for him. He played, really nice. he played in the Salt League Bees, which is a team that plays uh-huh. against the Patriots. Um, Jack Graham, a catcher. Trey Mancini, who's now on the Orioles. Yeah. Um, Austin wins Hector Velos, Alex Santana these are some signatures we've gotten from mm-hmm. him Mike Estremski on the Giants they had a really great price food too but the one thing I like about this it did not feel like a single A ball club yeah the team the unity the fans they had like these amazing season holders like people wearing like these helmets and yeah, stuff like, like they, they, they had they almost like, like the pin man from the Mets like mm-hmm. stuff like that it felt like a triple A stadium to me. Yeah, it definitely did. They could definitely be transferred into AAA stadium. Under Armour is very big over there. Uh-huh. They have a lot of sponsorships, so I think that helped push them. They definitely mm-hmm. keep renovating it, but I would yeah. definitely visit again. Yeah, definitely. Cute. Um, now we're I'm gonna head into uh, New Jersey Jackals. So we went. It was the four of us again, and my uncle. Your uncle, yeah. Yeah, we went to go see a Cuban international game. So the Cuban international team. Um, against the New Jersey against Jackals. The New Jersey I Jackals. don't know what league they... I want to say it's the Frontier League. Or Pioneer yeah. League. Yeah, they ha- they was like red and black jerseys. They were actually pretty nice. Yeah. And it was awesome seeing the QB yeah, team, though. it was awesome seeing the QB team. Yoenis uh, Cespedes. His son, Yoelki Cespedes, who just actually defected from Cuba. He's not on that team anymore. He's an international free agent. So when the season starts, he can sign with any team. 21 years old. I definitely see him going to yeah. the team, though. Yeah, he... he he went. Uh, he under, he identified as a different name when he played. But yeah, I don't remember what that name was. It was hard to recognize who he was. But I had to look at his face. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's the guy. Yeah. He kept changing his number and name uh-huh. and all this stuff. But he he definitely hit well. Yeah, and it, was, I, it was an awesome yeah. experience. The umpire, he's Spanish too, and then the, the Cuban fans are heckling him. He's like, 
and he's in Spanish. He's like, can you stop? Like he was like yelling. He's like, no, no more, no more. Like you don't see that in professional you games. You, you don't see an like, umpire yelling. Yeah. At the, <laughs> so that was a cool experience. Felt like a little league kind of thing. Let's head right to there. our last minor league stadium, Richmond County Bank Ballpark of St. George. I know it's a mouthful, but that's Staten Island Yankees, yeah. short season ball club mm-hmm. of the Yankees, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, it was built in 2001. We actually went there on my birthday in yeah. 2013 to see my cousin pitch. Um, I don't remember too much about the stadium. I just remember that we were given these food vouchers. We all went for my birthday. It was around like 20 or 30 of us. And yeah. we, they gave us like, it was like free buffet, like free food, like all that like great stuff. It was, it was only great. 10 bucks. That's what I do remember. And that's all I remember. It was definitely great, great stadium, right? It was right next to the water too. Like it, yeah, it smelled the sea. Yeah. It was awesome. You, you can stand yeah. and you could see the you could see out like could, over yeah. the fence. It was yeah. really nice. That was cool. And definitely some splash hits, hopefully. But now, not just minor league stadiums. I mean, this is kind of minor league stadium too. Dodge Stadium. It was built in 1994. Okay. It was usually the home of the Kinetic Tigers, but now they're known as the Norwich Sea Unicorns. We visited because it was the New York Penn League All-Star Game. Now the New York Penn League All-Star Game, we talked about the Ironbirds. And Yankees, Salon Yankees. These are both teams that were in that league. Yes. Our cousin was selected after putting up really good numbers for the Ironbirds. Yeah. He was one of, I think, five or six players selected to that league to represent that team. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of guys. There were so many players that, that we saw that are now playing in the majors. Like Austin Wins. Austin Wins. Eric Jigolo. Uh, Mike Gastrimsky, Trey Mancini. Robert Gizelman. From the Mets. Yeah. yeah he, I did not know that's how I looked back for the side Adam Frazier and but guys also, like that. also, another, another person you may or may not know, Justin Verlander's brother, younger brother, Ben Verlander, was playing on that Detroit team. Yeah. We saw I Harold mean, Ramirez from the Marlins. But one thing I do remember from that is going in the zip line. Yeah. That's that the first weird. time you've been in a zip line. That was so cool as you were young. Uh-huh. 13 years old. Like that, That's an awesome experience. Flying. <laughs> that's I felt. Um, our last one will go to Jacob K. Javits Convention Center. And the same theme as All-Star that same year. So that center was built in 1986. It's been the home to, I want to say Comic-Con, like all these different yeah. conventions. It, it's very famous in, in the tri-state, New York tri-state area. Yeah. Uh, we... Went for this day was, five, right? Yeah. Well, day five of the 2013 MLB All-Star Fan Fest. Now, we didn't get to go to the actual game, but this was the same day as the Home Run Derby. Yeah. When you want to assess for this, Future Met won with <laughs> Athletics. Um, It was an amazing setup. I'm a big baseball fan, but even bigger Mets. I have merchandise from everything you could think of. Like, you know, bobbleheads, uh-huh. baseball cards. Sign- we met John Franco. He signed a card for me. I was so excited. Yeah, we saw Bryce. We saw Harper. Bryce Harper. We, we bought a bunch of pennants, uh-huh. uh, figurines, like everything. everything it it was there. really just great to be awesome. there. It was awesome. But now that we finish our experiences, let's head over to our very first listener. 